Hey everyone, welcome to a, another episode of Mixed Band coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined and always will be joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Bill is back. Back again. Bill is back. Tell a friend. You're absolutely the right. The dynamic man. duo is reunited. Yes, Batman to Robin and Howard and so forth. Yeah. So first of all, I want to say it is good to be back. Glad to have you back, my friend. Yeah, and I'm sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, it's just, I mean, last week, it's funny, the week before last week was we, I was out and then you were out the following week and now we're finally back, which is great. Yeah, you, we haven't done a show together since August 10th. That was the and last time we did a show together. And it's August 31st, Bill. You know what that means? Tomorrow is September 1st. Tomorrow is September 1st. Back wow. to school, kids. Oh, no, here we go. Yeah, so... Yeah, I can't believe where I, I can't believe how summer's over already. That I was I felt like just yesterday it was like June. I can't believe it either, but it's been a crazy awesome summer for me personally for the J Man doing mixed bag, doing our other show career retrospectives on our channel as well. Check us out uh on, on Monday nights as well. But uh but yeah, so, so we, tonight, Bill no, before we begin, I got I want to do something really important here. What do you got? You know, before we begin, I want to just give a huge shout out to Justin and Allie. Yes, brother. They have just been such a tremendous help to us over the last two weeks. They they really have been. They, they, they've just been such a big help. You know, um, two weeks ago, they were covering for you. And last week, they were covering for me. Yes, a big shout um, out to our, our our dear friends, Justin and Allie. You guys thank you guys awesome. so much. You really helped us hold down the fort. Yes, you really helped us hold down the fort while we were both unable to do this. So, both of you, you helped Superview Show keep going. And you Seriously. know what? It's good to know that it, in a case that neither myself or you can't be here, or a case that weirdly we can't be here, we have some. We have two people we can count on to help out. So, absolutely. Thank. So again, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Allie. We we both of. From JT and my, from the J Man and myself, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Seriously, I'm 110 there, but we want to thank the two of them for filling in for me and you on the different occasions here They've been such on the a channel. Big help. They've been such a yes, big help to us. Absolutely. And so tonight's topic on the Super Show, I will tell everyone if that's okay, Bill. Go right ahead. Tonight's topic, everyone. We're going to be starting a new thing for the next probably tonight's night one of probably the next three or four weeks, truthfully, until we get to our 100th mixed bag episode coming up should, in a couple should, weeks. Should we tell them? Should you tell them or should I tell them? Oh, we're going to tell them what? You go first. You tell them, Bill. What do you got? Yup. It is coming up in October 14th. Is Okay, that's the plan right now. It's going to be our 100th episode of Mixed Bag. It's going to be our 100th episode. Can you believe this? We've been going since October of 2020, and we're actually closing in on 100 episodes of Mixed Bag. This is crazy for us right here at the Superview Show. So, yeah, we've been. You want because you want to know something. Um, Back in February, Sports Insanity, we had our 100th episode. And in about six weeks, we're going to have our 100th episode. So it's a year of hundreds. 
a big, big year so, for us indeed. So we are we yeah, are just, thrilled to be doing this, and we're thrilled to have all you guys here helping us out as well. Bill, that it's, it's a big deal for us here, and Bill's just as excited as I am. Yeah, and just quick fact, I hate to go back to last week. Did you know that even back combining sports insanity and this, like even going back to college days, last week that was the first time I ever missed a show. Whether it be wow. Sports Insanity podcast or Mixed Back, that was the first time I ever missed a show. Wow, that is some, you should be proud of yourself, Bill. But Seriously, you know what? Proud of every every streak had to end at some point. <laughs> exactly. Even Dima, even Joe DiMaggio's hidden streak had to end at one point. So start a new one tonight, shall we? I mean, Aaron Judge just broke one of his Let's records. So there you go. Tonight. So. I was gonna say, even just a sh- quick shout out. Aaron Judge broke a record a la- couple nights ago. Shout out to him, by the yeah, way. Yeah. So saying. anyway, so but anyways, long story short. But tonight's topic, we're gonna well, be doing. No, he this didn't for the next... a record. Yeah, he's um he's on the. What's that, Bill? Sorry, my internet's a little spotty right now. So I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, you're good. What do you want to say about Aaron Judge? I just wanted to say he didn't break any record yet, but he's on the cusp of possibly breaking Roger Maris's record for Yankees all-time home run. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm actually going next Saturday. If that happens when I'm there, I am going to lose my shit in a good way. In the best way possible. In, um, in the best way possible. And if I get the ball, I am just I'm going to just quietly take the ball, run it, walk out of the stadium. Non-suspiciously, I just get onto the train, non-suspiciously, and then come home, non-suspiciously, and then sell that fucker. There you go. You heard it here first. Okay. All right. But enough about Aaron Judge. Enough about oh, sports. So if somebody's watch up. All right. Let's. But yeah, let's let's get to let's it. Get, so, let's get back on topic. I'm sorry, buddy. You you are good, my friend. So tonight's topic is. Music through the decades, part one. We are starting a a five week thing called Music Through the Decades, and we're going to be talking about tonight a decade that had a lot of interesting stuff going on. Truthfully, in its time period, throughout not just like the musical revolution of the of this decade, but just in general, we're going to be talking about the '60s tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be talking tonight about probably one of one of the most powerful decades. In popular music history, uh, whether it be from the Motown years to the Beatles to the Rolling Stones to all of the British Invasion to the Beach Boys, we're going to break down a lot. Of, we're just going to have a, a, a casual conversation tonight of our favorite artists, what our favorite overall like artists we love from this time period, whether it be from the Motown stuff or the Beach Boys or, or British Invasion or the Beatles, whatever. We're gonna be talking about it all tonight. Yeah. We're gonna be doing the first it decade. The we're decade that, yeah, it, it is, is the the decade that changed everything. It really, really is. And, and you, know, you want yeah, to, and you know what? And JT, I, you know what? I think like at the end of the show, we should get the chat board involved in this. Tell us your favorite '60s artist. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are watching us live on YouTube as we do this, um, as you know, we do upload this to podcast form as well the following day. But if you are listening to us and watching us live right now on YouTube, 
please, please, please jump in the chat board, share your favorite artists from the 1960s, specifically the 60s. It's all the, that's the only decade we're talking about tonight. Could be the Beatles, could be the Rolling Stones, could be the Beach Boys, whatever. Jump in the chat board. But tonight, Bill, which artists should we talk about first? Huh. You know what? That's a good question. Should we go to Motown or should we go to the British Invasion? What do you think? Why don't we save the British Invasion for towards the end? Because I feel like, I feel like the, or do you want to start well, with that? Here's the thing. It's like, because, you know, we got to talk about a lot of this psychedelic stuff near the end, though, too. Of course. We should have better planned this. Um, we got this, but I, I, I believe in us. I'm 100%. Okay. Um, you want to start, say, around... You want to start with Motown? Let's start with the Motown groups. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, when we say the word Motown music, we are specifically talking about Motown, the record label from Detroit, Michigan. This company has, I, I, in full disclosure, I have seen some of these artists live recently in the past few couple of years. Um, live in concert because I do love their music quite a bit. I have seen the Temptations and I have seen the Four Tops. These are some of Motown Records was just just to give everyone a, a brief little backstory. I'm gonna let Bill chime in in a second. But Motown was a company, a record company that pr- was mainly like I think it was all black artists. If I'm not mistaken, it was only black artists uh, for who like who did who did doo-wop who did like soul music and did other types of, you know, uh, music that was like fa- very famous, became very pr- famous pretty quick. Like uh, a couple names are a couple of the names are, um, uh, well, God, like Marvin Gaye. A couple of the names are um, the Supremes, the Impressions, the Temptations, the Four Tops. There are so Many artists in this stream, in, in this stream, from this record label, it's insane how their music has really tr- is really truly timeless from this time period, and they are some of the best records out there. Truthfully, it's insane how like just incredible they are. Um, I I'm a huge huge fan of a lot of this stuff truthfully um i i love it i mean there's there's some artists like it's funny it's funny actually ladies and gentlemen i just want to point this out to some of you who are younger than us or still young but like just want to point out something out to you guys so the music the head of motown is the head of motown motown doesn't exist anymore there's a it's a different different owner now why not but barry gordy Barry Gordy was a he was a musician from the get go, and he was a very, very famous person in the in the grand scheme of like the music industry. This guy was incredible. He was like truly, truly just an incredible, just all around a brilliant musician. It's funny where most music where most record companies had. Most record companies had a businessman or a corporate head at the helm of their company. Barry Gordy 
um, was in, in charge of Motown and he was a musician. He was a music man. He said, I want to have music that changes the world. I want to have music that is, I want music that can change the world forever. I want music that can forever be, you know, timeless. I want the music to be, to stand of all time. And the production quality on a lot of the songs are incredible. But Barry Gordy was the music man at the helm. So I'm a huge, and in fact, if you want, if you're, and for those of you who are listening to us on Spotify, if you go to our uh, YouTube channel page, which you should check out our YouTube channel as well, if you're listening to us as well uh, on Spotify podcasts and whatnot, you should definitely check out uh, the links that are below in the description of this video so you guys can check out what the heck we're talking about here. Um, basically, long story short, is that in the description of this video, you guys can check out links for interviews talking about Barry Gordy from interview. There's an interview that there's a very famous YouTube channel that I like quite a bit. The YouTube channel I really like is it's called Raised on Radio. And I know it's not the Journey album, ladies and gents, but it is just called Raised on Radio. And what it is, is it's interviews from the BBC over in uh, UK, in England. Shout out to our, our UK listeners over there. And our European listeners too. We love you. But I will say this. I will say this. The one thing about Motown in general and Barry Gordy uh, and this whole interview thing that I'm talking about is that it's about an hour-long video, but if you really want to get to know like how... Motown was back in the day, how the artists that came out of Motown charted and how they all like kind of functioned and whatnot. If you really want to get to know that, I recommend checking out the link in the description of this video so you guys can check out the Barry Gordy Motown record link. I think it's a great overall interview that they've done. So I'm a big fan of it. Um, I'm a huge fan of how they how they just Everything about the interview stuff is great. I'm really excited to hear that. I've already listened to the whole thing, but if you if you have a chance to listen to this interview from 2008 on YouTube, check it out. And Bill is here to talk about Motown as well. Bill, okay. welcome, w- welcome back. Yeah, sorry about that. My my internet is shitty. Um, You're good, bud. So we were just talking about we were just talking about Motown. We were talking about Barry Gordy, the head of Motown, and where to find the um where to find uh, the link in the description of this video for some Barry Gordy goodness in our, on YouTube as well. Oh, so what links have you found? So I was just giving a, uh, just to let you know, bud, I was giving a plug for our description of this video. So if people want to come to our YouTube channel, instead of just listening to us on Spotify or, or whatever, <coughs> in the description of this video, there are, there's an interview speaking about the Motown legend of that. Uh, that was Barry Gordy. I don't know if you know who he is or not. Now I know who he is. He's the founder of Motown. There we go. We just said it. <laughs> Perfect. He's uh, the founder of Motown. He and he is. I was just mentioning to, the, to our lovely listeners that he was the reason why, like, he wanted to bring music to the world that could bring life to a lot of people. And I think he did that. What, what do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. He absolutely did. He absolutely did bring because, you know, what the thing is, is he wanted to make music that was good, not just for people of color, but also good for 
but also that was a, that was appealing to white folks as well. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And that's just how it was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's how it that's how it was. He wanted to make music that was appealing to both white and black folks. Yeah. And the dude, uh, he's still alive today. He actually has gotten inducted into the Kennedy Center Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know if you heard about that or not, but he was inducted, I think, last year. He, he, he was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Barry Gordy was inducted into the Kennedy Center. Let me just check really quick. Yeah, he was inducted into the uh, the the Kennedy Center Honors in 2021. He was inducted then. So that they can preserve his arts and his 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 work that he's done this is from obviously last year but uh when covid was still hitting hard but he was one of the yeah because he's got year. a mask on so yeah if yeah. those you're listening to you won't be able to see that but yeah go ahead um what are you gonna say yeah but um no barry gordy just really revolutionized music he really did i completely did, agree did you talk about any of the groups yet or no no, I was just I wanted to start off by saying what Motown was, and then we'll get into the, some of the groups. I mentioned that I saw a few of them though. Yeah, so yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, okay, is he oh my god, is he getting to the groups without me? Is he still is he is he hopefully maybe he's still in the audience? Don't worry. For those of you who don't know, Bill was I'm just kidding, I'm not gonna tell you. Anyways. <laughs> no, nah, I had to uh yeah, my internet sucks so i had to move so that's why i have that's why we have this lovely change of scenery there we go uh but which group do you want to start with i think you know well what are you thinking what are you thinking temptations yes the temptations i just saw them too i did we just saw them we were there and guess what guess that means (gasps) no way one two we haven't done this in a while we We right right. It only took like four weeks. Just saying. Oh my god. We swiped right. It's been a long time, my friend. It's been a long been a time long. since we swiped right. And we we have. It's been a little while. Um, you, you go first. Temptations. Yeah, because I was there. They were the opening act for the Beach Boys. Another '60s group. Yep. Which we, I'm sure, we'll talk about. Um. Yeah, I'm sure we will. But um, yeah, it was just the original member of of it was is. 80 years old now, and he's still kicking. God bless him. Yes. The lead singer, for those of you who don't know, the lead singer is 80. Eight zero years. He's 80 years old, and he's still live and kicking on stage. It's crazy. He, he's still kicking, and God bless him. Yeah, and they still, and he's like the only founding member left. He's the only, yeah, he's the only original member left, yeah. But hey, because but it was just so cool seeing them in. It was it was still so cool to see them in person because these guys are, you know, their group is old. <laughs> they're legendary. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And, uh, you know, because you were there with your lovely girlfriend, Miss Molly, and I was in the back with yes. some friends of mine and. uh I was dancing like an awkward white dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure doing anything too proud to brag. I, I could have sworn I saw you jumping up and down. Hey, that's like that's actually my favorite Temptation song. So it's a great song. Ain't too proud to back. It's so good. Oh. Darling, please don't leave me, girl. Don't you go. 
And to hear them actually like to hear the, the to see the, it's one thing to hear the record from like the, like my girl ain't too proud to bag. Um, um what's another one I can't think of off the top Get of ready. Uh, get ready. Uh, it's one thing to hear these songs live back and you know, when they first came out, and it's nothing to hear them on Spotify and stuff. But to actually go see like the, a group like this live, it was incredible. Uh, it's like they still dance the way they do back then. They still, it's, it's, they are incredible. I was, it's funny. I saw them. That's not, that was my second time seeing. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah. You, the first time you saw them in, um, I saw them at a, at a venue, uh, that it's, um, on Long Island called the Westbury Theater. It's a very small theater. Uh, it's, it's about a thousand people. And I was one of, I was probably the youngest person there, not gonna lie. But I was, I saw them in the four tops, which we'll talk about in a second, probably. But uh, I was I literally left. I left. I left and I called my mom on the way home. I was like, Mom, Justin Bieber can suck it because that's how good that performance was. Straight well, up. This one, the first time you saw them or. Yeah, because I, I, I was seeing something that was like so timeless <clears throat> reenacted in front of my eyes. You know what I mean? Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, seeing them like seeing them dance, do the synchronized movements. It's like the original boy bands, but as. Motown groups. <laughs> yeah, because when you think about it, a lot of the groups we're going to talk about tonight, the Temptations, when we talk about the Beatles, they were kind of the original boy bands. Once you think about it, a bunch of them were. Yeah. Once you think about it, they were the they were basically the original boy bands. Absolutely, bud. Absolutely. Um, but the Temptations are one of both one of our favorite groups uh, from the and Motown era. Yeah. I loved seeing. I it was so great seeing them. It really yeah. was. And you want to know something? And um, and again, we'll probably talk about this more when we talk about the other act that night. But um, but you said when you went to go see them the first time, you were like the youngest there. Like, have you noticed like the second time there was a actually a healthy amount of people like our age, maybe a little older? I agree. I mean, aside from my girlfriend Bill, who are on our twenties. Or mid to or early to mid twenties or whatever, um, we, it was nice to see other like there's a couple of kids there too, which is great. And I, they, they'll never forget that. I mean, like as, as great as like oh, it's one you know, it really truly is. There was a there was a young couple sitting next to me when I was there when I was wearing the back and um yeah, and I gotta tell you like she was she looked like she was having a damn good time. She was dancing the night away, and. And um, and and her boyfriend was just sitting there with the classic, "I don't want to be here. Look, I'm just here because my girlfriend dragged me here. Look, ah, uh, you know that, that classic guy. look. The I'm just here because my girlfriend dragged me here. Yeah, that guy, that guy, <laughs> that guy. We all know that guy. It's not my girl. It's that guy. <laughs> it's that guy. That guy. That guy. There you go. That's Misty. a great song. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, but, uh, that, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, but anyway, they put on hell of a show, and like you know, there were some songs I didn't know, but most of the songs I knew, I was like, I was sitting there singing along to them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, it was a great, it was a great opportunity to see them. Absolutely, my guy. Especially when they did the "Everyone Rise" for the Temptations national anthem. Doom, 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 doom. As soon as those notes to that song, 
timeless are the most recognizable notes in human history in music I, history i second that it's when, you there for those, sure. when you hear that doom, 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 when you hear that bass line that doom, 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 you know what that song is absolutely you know what it is it's funny i was looking this up before we started as well the spotify streaming numbers for the temptations are not that high of course but the song my girl just letting you guys know that on spotify if you go to spotify right now and you look up like oh how many how many you know the song my girl <coughs> has literally half a billion streams Bill just dropped his water. I'm not kidding. Like, I, I kid you not. That shows you how good music can be. So many, literally 60 something years later. I'm just, I'm playing off my phone just so I make sure that I'm correct. But I, I, I the, the temptations, I want to make sure this is right. My girl, my girl. Oh, excuse me. My girl has six currently as of August 31st, 2022. In this year of our Lord, 2022. In this year, the song My Girl has 632 million streams. Whoa. More than half of a billion people are listening to that song. That's great. It shows you how music can transcend time. And this t- the Motown era of music is timeless. When Dr. Otis Williams sadly passes away, he... Like their music will live on forever. It's the truth. You know, and this brings up an interesting question. Do you think maybe it's time for them to pack it in, or do you think they could keep going as long as they freaking want? I, I think this is one of those groups that can go as long as they want. Maybe not the four tops, because the only original member of the four tops is Levi Stubbs is dead, of course. But the other the only original member left is 85. Yeah. So uh speaking of the four tops, you wanna scoot over to them? Let's do it, buddy. The four tops. Another another classic, incredible oh, Motown there. group. Wait, was that Temptations or Four Tops? I'll be four. there. That's Four Tops. Yep. Four okay. Tops. But um Fantastic Four Tops. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So you saw them with the Temptations. And how were they the four tops? So I, I have to tell you this truthfully, but when I saw the Temptations and the Four Tops together, first the t- t- Temptations came on first. I was like, okay, I, I'm expecting a good show. I mean, I, I really didn't know what to expect going into it. I had a hell of a good time. I, I was like, and I was so th- they had a, it was so cool. That this they had them on stage and they had a backup band behind them playing, like similar to what we saw, but for both bands, it was really cool. The f- actual Four Tops themselves. So the original member of the four tops, the one original member, that guy, he, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he, uh, I might be like Duke something. I don't even know, but he's 85. <coughs> now. He's like 80, 85, something like that. Yeah. And I kid you not. He actually sung my way by Frank Sinatra. Wow. All by, all by himself on stage. Now, well, I will just tell you a brief story. I'm sitting down in the theater, right, Bill? I'm sitting down in the theater, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Four Tops are coming on next. Excited excited to do this, whatever. Super excited to see the show, blah, blah, Four Temptations left me with this, an incredible memory and whatnot. But the Four Tops came on, 
And I was in shock about how much I loved it because the music is just timeless. And being the younger, there was a, there was a couple right in front of me that would not stop dancing the whole night, which was even during some kind of other- like when I was, you know, hate to go back to Temptations for a second, but that kind of reminds me when I went to go see the Temptations Beach Boy, there was a couple, not the couple I was telling you about a few minutes ago, but there was a couple sitting in front of me. They were sitting there, they were jamming, they were just having a good old time. Yeah, and good for them. Good times are fun. We like good times. We love good times. Come on. Have a good it. time, folks. Have a great time. Enjoy life. It's great. Um, please drink responsibly. Um, please get a friend to drive you home and put up with your drunk horse shit. Yes, DDs, everyone. Like JT, he puts up with my horse shit. Oh, I do. I do. But I, I don't no. tolerate it. I love it. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Um, He's never been around me when I've been enjoying no, no, some libations. So... <laughs> But the te- but that was a ten- four tops. I saw them live, and they were honestly, I, I was, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, wow, I'm watching. And then everyone who was in that <laughs> crowd that night got up and started singing "Sugar Pie Honey Bunch." It was like everyone's on their feet; they're all bopping their heads. It was, was that their last song? song? That was the last song they played. Was "Sugar uh, I Can't Help Myself" "Sugar Pie Honey Bunch." You know, that's this a great song. I think the temptation should have went on first because uh, I, I think four tops should went on first because this is just my weird opinion. I think my girl's a better way to end the night than sugar pie, honey bun, but that's just my personal opinion. No, I, I, I actually thought that four tops was going on first too, but the temptations came on first, uh, whatever. Um, but it was cool. I just couldn't believe that I was watching like an 85 year old man sing my way by Frank Sinatra. I was like, what? You know, but- it shows that these people, they could still kick it. Okay. Hey. People stay st- do people still say kick it? Yes, they do. Don't worry, Bill. It's okay. God, that's such. I sound like I'm stuck in the '90s. Let's hey, let's kick it. I'm like, oh my god, I sound like I'm stuck in the '90s. Um, but you're good, but don't worry. But anyway, yes, folks. I know I'm two years away from thirty. Thank you for that reminder. Um, but anyway, Motown. But anyway, yeah, four tops. Um, I think my favorite four top song is. Baby, I need your loving. Oh, that's such a good one. Baby, that's such a good one. I need your loving. Got to have all your loving. Baby, I need your loving. Such a good song. It's so good. And it's timeless. Hmm. Keyword, ladies and gents, it's timeless. It doesn't sound like a computer made it. Oh, is that a burn to modern day music, my friend? Lightly, just saying. Burn. Uh, should we get some ointment for that burn to modern music? Ooh. <laughs> get some burn, some ointment. Burn, um, baby, burn. Just kidding. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, the four tops. Um, yeah, I haven't seen them in concert like my dear friend over here, so. They were back to back, my buddy, and the four tops were killing it. Oh my god! There's so many other Motown groups we can go off of too. How was it like being like the only, like the youngest person there? Felt pretty good. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it felt pretty no, good. Because I've been to a concert where I've been like the youngest person there, and it feels a little awkward. I'm not gonna lie. I sat. I went by myself too. On top of that, I would have went with you. You should have given me a call. I should have. It was November of last year. Maybe, and maybe if they're touring together this year, we'll go together. Hmm. We will literally both be the youngest folk there. Yes, we will. 
But uh, anyways, uh, but the the four tops, le- one of the Motown's best ever, truthfully, one of one of their truly best groups that they've ever produced as a record company. So that being said, there's one other. Well, there's a few others, but there's one well, artist. Someone in- I want to talk about actually. You go first, Bill. And I want to dedicate this to one of our very dear friends, Doctor. Matt Hemsley. Dr. Matt Hemsley. He's not just yes. Matt Hemsley. He's, he's Dr. Doctor Hemsley. Matt Hemsley. Dr. Hemsley, this one's for you, my friend. Sam Cooke. Great, great, great pick. He was a Motown guy? He was a 60s guy? Yep. Nice. Do tell. Do tell. Okay, so Sam Cooke. You know, who is known for his great hits, such as one of my favorites, my favorite song by him, Twistin' the Night Away. Oh, so good. You know, that song, Twistin', Twistin', Twistin' the Night Away. Yeah, Twistin', Twistin', yeah, Twistin' the Night Away. Here's a man in evening clothes. How he got here, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I would like to know how he got here. Uh, exactly and you know she's dancing with the chicken slacks what is the chicken okay what are chicken slacks can can somebody look that up for me uh we'll look it up when we're done but yeah (laughs) yeah if anyone in the chat room especially guess who i'm pointing to dr matt hemsley dr matt hemsley look this up for me what are chicken slacks hey get back to me and you know what you win if you do this what does he win jt he wins two things he wins your respect and then he wins two tickets to the University of, of Bill, where you can call us at 1-800-GOT-BILL. The University of Bill is not a real university. Sorry, I had to state that or I get sued. Um, All rights reserved. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, twisting the night away, um, bringing on home to me. Yep. Bringing on home. Um, it's another Saturday night. Yep, a change is gonna come. Oh, that was that's a really good song. It really is. There's it so is many, really, so many good ones. It really is a good song. And and um and you know what? Like the the sad thing is Sam Cook left this earth way too soon. He he was only 33 when he passed away. I completely agree. Yeah, he was that's- just Someone who was taken from us way too soon. Um, That's horrible. But his song, and another song, that What a Wonderful World, not the Louis Armstrong song. You know that song, Don't Know Much About History, Don't Know Much Biology. That song? Yep. Um, But Sam Cooke, just a absolute legend um like i said gone way too soon really enjoy his music yeah yeah well, what do you think i think he's timeless one of the one of motown's best ever one of their goats one of the greatest yeah, of all think, time you know what in a way <coughs> this might sound like a weird opinion but i think sam cook's kind of underrated i could see that i mean not maybe not completely but i would say so 
you know, just compared to like the Temptations and the Four Tops and the Supremes and the Impressions. How could we forget them? <laughs> the Who? The Who? No, they were the British Invasion. I'm just kidding. No, the Impression. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, compared to a lot of those other Motown groups, Sam Cooke, I was, I would say he's kind of underrated. I mean. Yeah, I mean, Sam Cooke is definitely one of those. He truly, his music is timeless, and if you put it on now, it's like, oh wow. But yeah, so. So yeah, I think he's kind of underrated compared to. Compared just compared to a lot of the other big Motown artists of the time, I think he's just underrated. But I think it may have to do with the fact that he died young and didn't have enough time to. To build make legacy more. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I got gotcha. you don't know much about history so yeah sam cook all right buddy on to you i sure you have someone else i have a a couple more motown groups and then we'll go to other stuff too but the supremes yeah okay you know what i need to we need to i need to address something first you go first what's up i know a lot of people are saying why aren't you doing the 50s first okay here's a crash court of course rock and roll starts elvis presley king of rock and roll carl perkins bill haley rock around the clock there, there's your crash courts. 1950s. We're done. Next. Yeah, 1950s Cliff Notes version right there. A lot of people were probably wondering why didn't you start with the 1950s? So I thought we'd just address that now. Um and people forget to Elvis Presley made a huge comeback in 1968. So we know we saw the movie. Yes, we did. <laughs> of course. We saw it together. You, me, and Dr. Justin Favaro. Justin Favaro. Shout out to you. Um, but the Supremes. The original girl group that forever stole our hearts, for lack of a better word. Like, they were phenomenal when they were together. Diana Ross and just Baby Love and You Can't Hurry Love. Like, they had, like, tons of hit songs. Like You go through their catalog of just songs. Stop. In the name of love, before, before you, break, you my break my heart. Come on. How much better can you get than that? Literally one of the best one of the best female groups of all time. No, oh, doubt I agree. I, I'm not even debating you on that. That it one of they started the girl groups. I mean, like the, the Destiny's Child and you know Mariah Carey and all these other 90s and 2000s artists look up to people like Diana Ross. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Destiny's Child. We wouldn't have Beyonce. We wouldn't have Beyonce. We wouldn't have like Rihanna or anyone else like today. Because th- those artists look up to the previous artists, the previous generation of people, like like even like Whitney Houston. Even Whitney Houston look up to them. Come on. So they are the reason why these, not just girl groups, but. Black girl groups. Once you think about it, yeah, I mean they were they were call them what they call them exactly what they were. They were a female group that were black, and at the time too, like you got this too. This is the 1960s. I mean, there was still a lot of stuff going on. We're not going to get into it, but like there was a lot of stuff going on in the world still. No, because segregation was still a thing at this point. Yeah, Uh the fact that you had like the Supremes came out, and you're like a black 
girl group can actually sing. Like people were questioning that. Come on, you know. This gives more to the um to the genius of Barry Gordy because yes, when he he wanted to make this music, you know, appeasable to both black and white audiences. And he did that 100%. And, you know, because there was a part, I don't know if you ever watched the Temptations miniseries um, from like the 90s. I haven't, no. Because they wanted to, he wanted to do like a very middle of the road album. And one of them asked him, why are we doing this? We're already a big success, Mr. Gordy, going, you're the most successful black group there is. He goes, well, what's more than we could be? The most successful group ever. True. Like he wanted to bring this type of music into the mainstream. Yep, and he he clearly did. And then you know there were parts like, here's what you got to know: this versus rock and roll. This versus rock and roll. Um, when black folks played this music, it was considered R and B. When white folks played it, it was considered rock and roll. Yep. And really, it all comes from the same tree, too. It's the same roots. Yeah, because, you know, again, even though we're not doing the 50s and Elvis and everything, but you got to think about this. Elvis was very influenced by black music. Oh, 100%. Just really quick. If you want to watch a really good documentary, one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time was actually called Elvis Presley, The Searcher. They dove into his roots so much in that thing. He and What Bill just said is true. They talk about him and his influence with the black artists, the blues artists of the 1950s. and Him and B.B. King were actually really good friends. That's 100% true. I mean, you would think, oh, what is a white guy doing with a black guy? Back then, you're like, what? You know, it's a lot of the stuff. But nowadays, like, all right, whatever. Because a lot of, you know, because like, for instance, the big song Hound Dog. Big Mama Thornton. Was done, was originally done by a black artist. Big Mama Thornton. A lot of the songs were all covers, too, of black artists. And so, yeah, so like Elvis was very influenced by black music. And, and, but that's the same here. Like rock and roll had a lot of African American influences. Absolutely. And, and, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah. Um, and Barry Gordy picked up on all that and he made fantastic groups out of them. Because you know what? He knew. And it wasn't selling out. He was like, you know what? We want to make this music that he wanted to say, you know what? We can make this music appealing to white audiences just as we can to black audiences. And they succeeded. And that's why I think Barry Gordy is one of the biggest geniuses in the in, in music industry history. Absolutely. Is I I I put him up there. He's one of the he is the, the man is a freaking genius. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, sorry, a huge tangent. Another tangent coming in the second watch. But anyway, um hashtag possible ADHD. Um oh my god. No, but no, um, yeah, the Supremes, Diana Ross. Yep. You know, later on she had a very successful solo career herself. She sure did. You know who she was very good friends with? Who? Even though she was much older than him. And we'll probably talk about him when we get into the 80s, but he kind of started in the 60s in Motown. Uh, the, the the Jacksons were definitely... I mean, we'll talk about that in the 70s because they were like with the last big Motown group that really hit it out. Yeah, no, the park. 
Diana Ross and Michael Jackson actually grew to be very good friends, even though she was much older. I think Michael actually had like a crush on her when he was a little kid. Oh, wow. And they became such good friends. Here's an interesting fact. When he actually, when he died, they actually, he actually named him secondary. He actually named, he actually named Diana Ross secondary guardian to his kids in case, in case his mother was unable to do it. Wow. That's something right there. Yeah. That's I, something. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the Supremes, they are just a they are an amazing group. One of the best of all time. Stop in the name of love, great song. Yep. You can't hurry love, Beach Boy or Beach Ball, whatever it's called. I forget. There's so many other great songs that they have. They had so many hits, so many great songs. Can't recommend it enough. So but yeah, let's so let's jump over i have one more artist we can talk about for um motown motown uh, if that's okay with you yeah and i bill i don't know if i told you this i have tickets for this artist later this year on my birthday smoky smoky robinson kids oh cool so me and my lovely mrs um molly are gonna go see him good golly this molly <laughs> exactly we're gonna see Smokey Robinson at uh at the Beacon Theater in New York City um on my birthday, which is oh, I'm, that's cool. I'm so excited. I, I he's been on he's been on a just on a whim. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm coming to the Beacon Theater in October. All right, I'm there. There you go. It's my birthday gift for my parents. Thank you, mom and dad. I appreciate you a lot. Don't worry. Um, but so but Smokey Robinson, the dude is incredible. He he wrote so many songs that the Beatles later covered by him. Like you really got a hold on me by the Beatles, which we're talking about whatever. But the you know he wrote so many great songs for the Miracles. So it, it's Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. The dude is just awesome. He is one of the best. And he, it's funny when we saw the Temptations. I don't even remember this, Bill. They told a couple stories about how like, hey. Back when Motown was still functioning as a record label, uh, there's some stuff they, they told us not to do or told us what to do. <clears throat> and one of the guys that we worked with, Smokey Robinson, was a big help with that. I think, I mean, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles in general, like they are just incredible. I mean, some of the best like pop or R&B you could ever hear, truthfully, for lack of a better word. Yeah, my favorite song by him is a song called Who's Loving You. Wow, okay. Have you ever heard that one? I have not. I actually have to get on that. It was famously covered again by the Jackson 5. Okay, you know, we'll talk about them in the 70s, like you said. Um, That's going to be next week. We'll, we'll dive into all that stuff when we get Yeah, there. no, but they did cover that song. Yeah, and, yeah. And... No, I really do like that song. Now it's called "Who's Loving You." I sit around with my head hanging out, and I wonder who's loving you. That song. Yep, I remember now. Yep. Um. Yeah, but no, the guy is a living, breathing legend. Absolutely. Living, he, breathing legend. He's always doing stuff too. He always does interviews and stuff for like. CNN, he does stuff for like other stuff too. 
he actually does a lot of interviews with um like when CNN did this documentary series called like the 60s the 70s the 80s they did it up until like the 2000s um but Smokey Robinson was one of the interviewees that they did for the 70s and they're talking about Marvin Gaye and stuff but when we get to the 70s we're going to talk a lot about Marvin Gaye then too but um but Smokey Robinson is a miracle for lack of a better word with every pun intended there he is an incredible <coughs> incredible artist he has written so many timeless songs. He he actually he wrote My Girl. You know that, right? Yes, he did. He was the one who wrote My Girl. So Talking is, about my girl, my girl. Yeah. Who wrote for the Temptations? He wrote that for them and he, he killed it. He was incredible. I I when I go see him live later next in a, in October, I'm like super excited to see him. Um, when he comes to the Beacon Theater, I'm very curious to see him live. I, I, I've, I've heard his voice is still the same. I've heard that. So we'll have to wait and see for that. But Smokey Robinson, incredible Motown artist, one of the best of all time. One of the best who's ever done it, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I agree. So, okay, you be ready to leave Motown? Um, Let's leave Motown. Do you want to go to the British what? Invasion? You know what? I'm debating something. Maybe you can help me out here because there is some things I'm thinking about right now. What do you got? Um, okay. Um, should we go like folk music? Because that was big in the 60s. Should we go to maybe uh, we can days before we get to British Invasion? We can go to the folk boom for a little bit. I, 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 I can go off on that if you want. Yeah, we, let's talk a little folk music. And who should we start with? Bob Dylan. I know you're not. A, you're going to think I'm crazy. I actually saw him. I know you told me and you said he wasn't. If you're looking for a show to go see an artist, that's just I, I, I listen. If you're going to go see a show. If you want to see Bob Dylan for Bob Dylan. He is a full disclosure. Everyone. You, you can you, you can hate his voice all you want. Which I am not. I mean, I I tolerate it personally because you got to give folk singers a little bit of a leeway. But Bob, how many rounds must man walk down? His voice is just like, oh my god! But like, I know song, his songwriting is brilliant. His lyrics writing is undeniably incredible. He has written some of the best songs <clears> of all time. In fact, Rolling Stone magazine dubbed the number one song of all time. Like a Rolling Stone, pun intended, apparently. Rolling Stone. Such a great song. He still put that music to this day, but he is also, he, he he's written so many, like so many songs on his own. And he, 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 didn't, he didn't really sell a lot of albums, but he was a very, very influential guy. He's been so under the, under the radar for a long time. I saw him actually at the Beacon Theater. And Europe. how was he? Like, Truthfully, if he wants to perform and give you an incredible performance, he will. But th- th- those that ten night residency, I was at the first one of it. He he was like, you know what, this is not for me. I I, I kind of sat there. And I, I knew like probably five out of the twenty songs. Would you would be you, on it? Would you say he's one of those artists just to see, just to see him, just to say you see him? Yes, one hundred percent. Because just to say you've seen him. I I can say that I saw Bob Dylan because if you don't go, you can't say that. Yeah, I saw Bob Dylan. Now let's let me move on with my life. 
But you know what? His songwriting is brilliant. Um, my favorite Bob Dylan song, it's called, I don't know, you heard of it, it's called Masters of War. I have not heard that one. It's a very deeply, it's a very, it's about. Like war? War. Well, this was before the Vietnam War became. Oh, super publicized. Yeah, but you know, the. 60s music folks is we're just going to tell you right now it's very political a lot of it is bob dylan especially and like listen we we have our own personal views and we don't like to share those because we have viewers who are on the left on the right in the center and whatever you view whatever your views are we respect your views we are just talking because i know a lot of you probably oh god these two blowhards are gonna start talking politics again no, no, we'll just talk about it in po- in context of the music. Absolutely. That's all we're going to do. Yeah, but um, no, but that song, Masters of War, it's actually a really dark song. I mean, he's written so many songs that are just, it makes you, so many of them make you think. So many. Like Blowing in the Wind yeah. or. Blowing you know, in the Wind's a good song. Like a Rolling Stone. Like a Rolling Stone. Um, With the Even song. The t- the times they are changing. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, it is. Because it shows you, okay, this is the first half of the 60s, the nice, innocent, basically 50s 2.0. Yeah, really. Basically 50s 2.0. Then once we get 65 onward, that's when the 60s really start. Yes, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, um, but and like with Masters of War, I actually got a funny story. Um, one time, me and my good friend Dan Zuckerman, shout out to Zuck. Um, shout out to Zuck. We went to this local cafe where they had live music, and there was get this a French folk band that was playing nineteen fifties French folk music. Yeah, how was it? It was interesting, and because you know what, we're now gonna sing the song. We're we're gonna do a we're gonna do a popular song for you guys in French. We're going to do the Bob Dylan song, Masters of War, in French. Wow, that's crazy. It was, I got to admit, it was really, really interesting. I'm sure it was. It was really, you know, I, at first when I said, oh, what type of band is it? 1950s French folk music. Okay, the name of the band was actually Bad Reputation. They're like, no, we're not a Joan Jett cover band. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, they're like, okay, let's, I'm like, okay, so let's give it a shot. And they said, okay, this is a Bob Dylan song called The Masters of War, but it's going to be in French. Yeah. And after the after he does it, goes, you guys just got Frenched. <laughs> and yeah. I know, I got to admit, translating that song and singing it in a whole other language is actually very impressive. I agree. That is very impressive. A lot of people forget he wrote, he wrote All Along the Watchtower. He wrote like Turn, Turn, Turn for the Birds or something. No, no, he, yeah, so he wrote songs for other artists. No, Mr. no, Tambourine Man. Turn, turn, turn. That was Pete Seeger. Yeah, that's right. He, he, wrote, he wrote uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. I'm not sleepy. In fact, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons later covered um, one of his songs, too. I forget which one it was, but they covered a Bob Dylan. Like, the fact that Bob Dylan inspired a pop group like the Four Seasons. Oh, my God. Forget it. Crazy. 
Yeah. And you know what's another big and important folk group? Peter, what? Paul, and Mary. True. Yep. We'll talk about, about them a little bit. Um, unpopular opinion. I actually like Peter Yarlow's version of Blown in the Wind better than Bob Dylan's. Okay. Unpopular fair. Um, no, but um, no, they but they did a lot of covers of you know, of Bob Dylan of stuff. Bob Dylan. They covered, they covered "Blown in the Wind." Yeah, but everybody knows them for their one big song about a dragon. Yeah, was it Puff? Puff the Magic Dragon. Folks, it's the 60s. There's a lot of. A lot of questionable choices. JT, I'm very disappointed in myself. You know why? We're doing a 60s show, and I don't have any weed. Why? What? Exactly. I don't have any weed. We're supposed to be talking about the 60s. I should be paid while we're talking about this. I'm just joking. Kids, don't do drugs. Never bad. Never. Um, yep. But yeah, Puff the Magic Dragon. Please listen to that song and tell me it's not about. They've about denied weed. it, but dude, it, it you could tell this is about when you're singing about a magic dragon that lives by the sea in a faraway land. Yeah, that sounds like you were puffing. Definitely. If you know what I mean. I agree. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's not about that. You never maybe, know. Maybe it's because they have denied. It goes, no, it's not about weed. Yeah, sure it isn't. <laughs> sure it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, again, listen to that song and tell me it does. And tell me it's not about drugs. Um, right. It looks like little Jackie Pepper was a. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um he's puffing away. But anyway, um but yeah, and Mary, she passed away in 2010, I think, 2009 or 2010. May she rest in peace. Um Yeah, God bless. Yeah. Peter's in his 80s and he's still kicking. He's still playing. My friend wow. saw him My friend actually saw him in concert. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's that's wow. That's crazy. Yeah, and this was just like five years ago. You saw him in concert. Said he actually put on a good show. And I think he actually met the guy, and he said he's a pretty nice guy. That's crazy. Yeah, so Peter, Paul, and Mary. Okay, before we get to the ones I think everybody wants us to talk about, and you know what that is. Um, oh, yeah. I think we got to talk about the Beach Boys a little bit, don't we? We should. And there's one other group that is equivalent to the Beach Boys, in my opinion, that we should touch on as well outside of before we get to the British invasion. Yeah. Guys, we're talking about a lot of stuff tonight, so get comfortable. We're talking about Beach Boys. We're talking about the British invasion. We're talking about some psychedelic stuff. Literally the decade, uh, for the most the part. The 60s. A lot of stuff. Okay. So, the Beach Boys, who we just both recently saw in concert. <laughs> Yeah, and they were great. Good oh, show. Awesome. Great show. They were awesome. Oh, they were absolutely great. I, I had a good time. 
But I'm disappointed in one thing. What? No Brian Wilson, no Al Jardine. No, nope. and no Blondie Chaplin. Yep. Terrible. It was Mike Love and Bruce, Bruce Johnson. Johnson. And all the other members that are currently there to do harmonies with them. <laughs> you know what? It makes me th- ask an interesting question. What's up? What's Al Jardine going to do? Because recently, actually on the day of the show, it was announced Brian Wilson's retiring. So Brian Wilson has officially retired, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys has officially retired. And he is done. I saw, I'm lucky I could say I got to see him before he retired. Like literally about a month prior. I don't when know. I ta- I'm sorry, go on. I was going to say with Brian Wilson... It was sad. I, mean, I saw him once. I saw him in January of 2020. He was he he came out in a walker. He came out with a walker and he walked on stage with a walker. First and foremost, Brian Wilson. I just saw him again opening for Chicago in 2022. And my God, I felt so bad for him. He he so literally he it made sense for him to go and retire because he's he originally had literally. He was he he would start singing the song, and during the second verse of the sort of the first chorus, he would drop out. He would not sing. He he was like he just kind of sat there. It was very sad to watch, truthfully. Very yeah. sad to watch. He, you know he, what? It's he's eighty. You know what? Maybe it's best that he now that he's done. I I, I sadly agree. The dude is. So if you want to hear Beach Boys music, you're gonna to have to go see Michael Love and Bruce Johnson, which is fine. They still put on a great show. Don't get me wrong, but this you mentioned Al Jardine and Blondie Chaplin. You know, my question is, will Al Jardine and Blondie Chaplin because they're still pretty healthy? Truthfully, I mean they're they're old, but they're still healthy. Yeah, are, they, are they gonna join? Are they gonna join Michael Love and Bruce Johnson? I hope they do. I mean, I, I mean Al Jardine has done stuff by himself in very small venues, but hey. Anything's possible. Al Jardine usually he toured with Brian Wilson. He did. Al Jardine toured with Brian Wilson, and the Beach Boys. If you go see the Beach Boys, it's Mike Love and Bruce Johnson um, now. But Al Jardine, I feel like he might actually rejoin with them just to make it the three original guys instead of like the two original guys, which would be nice. But I don't know. But I, that's about, that's about them now, though. As far as them as just musicians, I mean, if you want to hear more stuff, we did a whole uh, on our channel, on our YouTube channel. There's a thing called the Mixed Bag Segments. Um, I we did like a little 20 minute video talking about the Beach Boys just in general because we talked about summer music. Yeah, just yeah, but they really were America's band. They still are. I mean, they are still America's band to this day. Would they, you say they're the American equivalent to the you know who who we're going to be talking about very soon? Yeah, I would say so. I would say that they're, they're the equivalent of the American Beatles. Yep. Because, We're still going. Yeah. Because, because, you know, it's like with the Beach Boys, though. It's like, you know what they, they did that was perfect, though? What? They sung about what they knew. Girls, cars, and surfing. And that's all they did. That's all. And then when it time, like the late sixties comes around, like good vibrations hits, pride sounds hits, 
Pat Sounds, like when Pat Sounds had like Bruce Johnson told Brian Wilson, don't with the formula. That was actually Mike Love. Okay, Mike Love told him. Because yep. they didn't, the, the album didn't really do well financially. No, I know their original pressings are sort of scarce. But critics really loved it. I mean, it was critically acclaimed. It's widely regarded as like one of the top five albums of all time. Like, <clears throat> wouldn't it be nice? It's like one of my favorite songs. God only knows. God only knows what I'd be without you. I mean, Paul McCartney has referred to that as the greatest song of all time. He actually called Pet Sounds his favorite album. He did, yeah. One Christmas, he got all four of his kids a copy of Pet Sounds, and he told them, you do not know good music until you hear this album. Good for you. Good for you, um, uh, Paul McCartney. I'm, I'm trying to... Sir Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Sorry, Sir Paul McCartney. Yep. There's certain people we call by their titles here. Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Elton John, Dr. Matt Hensley. We call them by their titles here. Yep. Soup John B is another one on there, too. Oh, I love that song. It, it, you're right, though. It really is a, It is like a a 20-minute Yelp review. It's a 20-minute, a 5-minute uh, Yelp review. Yeah, don't recommend this trip. It kind of sucks. Yeah, This is the worst trip I've ever been on. Yeah, don't recommend. Yeah, no, no yelping. Yeah, um, this is like a yeah, but you know what? The Beach Boy is like I said. Even though I kind of sat sad that I didn't see Brian Wilson or Al Jardine, it was still nice to see them. Yep. And I remember um, when I posted on my Facebook, Allie, shout out to you. She put, "Hope you have fun, 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 uh-huh. fun, 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 ladies." That's pretty, I got him. That, that's a little cute comment. What? Are you, that's pretty cute. Um, that's good. Yeah, but um. But yeah, so uh, JT, what's your favorite Beach Boy song? Oh God, <laughs> uh, Good Vibrations. Okay, um, my top three would probably be Fun, Fun, Fun. Would it be nice? And Don't Worry, Baby. Such great choices. Yeah. So yeah, but um, Pet Sounds a big hit, and then. And then you had those weird years, which was after the 60s with, you know, the whole thing with Brian Wilson. Yeah, he, he was really on the downhill. Like, there's YouTube there's YouTube videos. Like, we, we don't want to go in depth with it, but, like... Go watch the movie Love and Mercy. That'll answer everything. And go watch... Um, go watch this guy again, Jeffrey Stillwell on YouTube. He does Beach Boy content all the time. It's crazy, so... Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to say with this, with that video, what one of these videos I've been saying, Brian Wilson is a genius. Absolutely. He's the guy who made, Jeffrey Still is the guy who made that video. Brian Wilson's a freaking genius. He is. He, one of he's the greatest songwriters of all time. One of the greatest composers of all time. One of the greatest of all time, just in general. I'm picking up. Yeah, so does this band give you some uh, good vibrations? Oh, yeah. I got that fun, fun, fun. I definitely, uh, I definitely uh, listen, but don't worry, baby. I got this. That's weird. Sorry about that. He's not going to go on the Sloop John B. No, I'm not going to go on the Sloop John B. You know, wouldn't it be nice if we didn't go on that? (laughs) Bringing out the puns. There we go. Oh, God. I hope Mike the Pun Master Rifkin isn't watching because he'd be like, hey, those are that's my job, Bill. Oh, my God. Exactly. Well, Um, Mike, you've been replaced. (laughs) You've you've been replaced (laughs) by us. By us. 
Uh, I wanted to, uh, but I, I need to comment to the Beach Boys before we move on to uh, one of our last groups before we get to the British Invasion. Um, I think I'm good. All right. So Beach Boys, if you have not streamed them, stream them. They are some of the best vocalists, harmony, you name it. They are killing it still. It's crazy. There's one more artist I want to touch on before we get to the um, the British Invasion stuff. And I, I actually saw this man and his band live, but Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Okay, okay. Because he was he was enormous in the sixties. What, what what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, can't what's the I can't think of it. Um, I love you, baby. I can't. Uh, uh, what is it called? Shit. What is it called, Bill? Can't take my eyes off you. Yes, can't take my eyes off. You. This, this is why is, he uh, has me here. He forgets. I remember. There, and also it's, it's getting late. Make such a great duo. I love this is the, one of those other it's not, not really a Motown group, but they were just a pop group from the 60s who are kind of under the radar for most of it. But Frankie Valley still tours. He is incredible. He was awesome live. Oh, my God. I had so much fun watching Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons live. Bill, have you heard what, what are some of your favorite Four Seasons songs? Uh, other than Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Um, I like Oh, what, oh but that was in the 70s. So crap. Um, yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, let's hang on is another one. Let's hang on to what we've got. Was okay. um, Ragdoll was um, Sherry was Sherry. Sh- Sherry. Oh, Sherry's a good one. Sherry um, was 62. Was a uh, who loves you? Who loves you, pretty baby? Was that 60s or 70s? No, 75, but that's okay. We, we, we'll let it slide. We'll let that one and oh, what a night slide, though. Yeah. Those are like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like with the Four Seasons. It's like I like more '70s Four Seasons than '60s Four Seasons. I'm just a big fan of them. I mean, I, I think their their music is fantastic. You've seen them? I saw them once in 2019 with my mother. Actually, my mom and I went to go see Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. Did you see them? We saw them actually in Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun Arena. Oh, that's a nice arena. It was it was a big venue. I was surprised how big it was. How much money did you win or lose before the show? Oh god, we didn't gamble at all, bud. Um, um oh the night begging, uh my eyes adore you. Grease working my way back to you, girl. This is Bi- the word, the word. What walk like a man? There's a lot of good they have a like lot a of man, talk yep. like a man. Walk like a man from you. The whole like, they're just one of the best. The Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. If you've not heard of them, get on Spotify now. <laughs> it's like they're so good. Oh my god. I I'm actually shit. I mean, they are just Frankie Valley. They were huge in the '60s, but in the '70s they were even bigger because they had like the disco crave. Mm-hmm. But Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. If you've not heard of them. Get on them now. They are awesome. Frankie Valley can still sing like the way he does back then. It's crazy how he, his voice has stayed the same. It's insane. So long story short, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, one of the best groups of the 60s in general, up there for sure. It's one of the best of all time as well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at the moment you've all been waiting for for probably over an hour now, we're going to be talking about the British invasion. 
Oh yeah, I tell you something. I think you'll understand I when I say that I something. I wanna hold your hand. I wanna hold your hand. Like, do we need to literally even say anything? No, we, we, we'll, we'll bring them up basically in context with the Beatles. Best band, Ooh, best band may, ever. May I? Best, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. The best band that ever was, best band that ever will be. Damn right. And you know what? Because no, we got other British invasion bands to talk about, but yeah, they really. What can we say about them? What can we say? I mean, there's so much that's been said about them. There's so music. much to say. We'll literally be here for a week, at yeah, least. Sure. Literally. John Paul, George, and Ringo. They changed the world. Beatlemania. <laughs> the White Album. Abbey Road. Hard Day's Night. So good. It's been a hard day's night, Bill. And we've been working like a dog. It's crazy. And I and I saw her standing there. Oh, my God. I, did you see her standing there? I, I sure did. <laughs> Well, she looked at me and I, I couldn't see. It's so good. The, need, need we say more? But the Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band, all you need is love. What is your favorite Beatles, Beatles album? Uh, that's tough. All right. This might seem like an unusual pick. But to me, it always comes down between Sgt. Pepper or Magical Mystery Tour. What do you think? I'm going to say between me, it's Sergeant Pepper and Abbey Road. Okay. All right. You know what? Like their, but their discography, it's kind of like symbolic of the 60s itself. Once you think about it, it kind of is. You're right. Because in the, in the beginning of the 60s, it was that, you know, close your eyes and I'll kiss you. But then when you get to like, I would say like Revolver. Oh, yeah. Their sound really changes. I, even on um, even Rubber Soul, Revolver, and then Sgt. Pepper hits you like, whoa. It's crazy. Oh, I agree. Crazy. Like, they're one of their best band that ever was, best band that ever will be. Sorry to all you hardcore haters out there, the Beatles. They are the best band that ever was and the best band that ever will be. A lot of people will say that. Like the vast majority of people will say that. They're they they revolutionize music to a T. They're music revolutionaries. Like there's there's no if, ands, or buts. You can you can not like them, but they still change history. No, I agree. It's like Nirvana in the nineties. <clears throat> and you all know my view on Nirvana, and you'll hear more of that when we get to the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's something to look forward to, folks. Yeah, the next and the, you come back in three weeks <laughs> when you when you get to hear Bill rant about Nirvana. I can't um, believe Kurt Cobain. No, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, no. But the Beatles need we say what's what's already been said. It, it's like you know you're in a we're in a weird place where there's so much to say about it, but yet so little to say about them. You know you know what I mean? Absolutely. 
Like, we can literally, because we've been going on for over an hour, we could literally sit here and just do a Beatles show exclusively. We really could, if you think about it. But you know what? It's like, you know, because many people have said to me, I don't like the Beatles, but I can respect them. Exactly. You have, you almost have to. You, you Because you got to respect their cultural aspect. It's like, sorry, I have to use a sports analogy here, JT. I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. Um, it's like when Red Sox fans said, I hate the Yankees, but I can't hate Derek Jeter. Yep, exactly. Same thing. That's like, good you know, analogy. like what was that? Good analogy. Thank you. Maybe that week off uh, helps sharpen my brain there. Um, but um, anyway, but don't ask, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to do you a favor and I hope you return this favor to me. I'm not going to ask you your favorite Beatles song. Oh my God. Because literally, that is like asking me who's your favorite relative? <laughs> who's your favorite relative? Well, you're out of here. You're out of here. No, no. Um, That's like, that is like a, I think that is like literally the hardest question to ask. What do you think? What's your favorite Beatles song? Can I give you my top three? You can give me your top three. Is it in any particular order or? No, but the, the, uh, the uh, top four. These songs I always go back to the most. That's okay. the mission. Put it that way. The, the, no particular. These four. Uh, a day in the life. Okay, that's a good one. I love that one. We heard it live too. We saw Paul. Yes, we uh, did. I didn't hear it the second time around. Uh, Come together. Right now, over Don't me. me. Um, you're gonna. You might think you might find this surprising, but in my life, that's a pretty one. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, and then something in the way she moves. Oh, okay. Do I have to try it now too? Uh and, and if, I, if, if I were to throw a fifth one in there, all you need is love. Truthfully. Oh, okay. Since you did it, guess what? You do your five. Go ahead. In no okay, particular this, order, mind you. Okay. This it it changes from day to day. <laughs> Daily. Um. In no particular order. Um. Here's a song that I really think is underrated. It's called "You're Gonna Lose That Girl." Okay. It's from the Help album. Yep. Um, I like I saw her standing there. I forgot about that one. In my life, I think is really good. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I you know what? I'm going top six. I got three more. I got to give some love to George. Something. Yep. Something. In the um, come together. And yep. I really love Let It Be. Let It Be is great. I hey, Jude. I could take it or leave it. That's fair. I'll give you that. I don't hate Hey, Jude. No. It's just, I don't know. It's I'm not going to lie. I would say Hey, Jude is probably one of my least favorite Beatles songs. It's fine. It's fair. It's probably one of my least. I don't despise it. It's not like every time I hear it, I cringe. No. But it's just... Is it played out? Yeah, it's played out. It's like, like, I'll be honest, it's probably one of my least favorite Beatles songs. And and like, you know, when I saw Paul McCartney, it was fun when we do, were doing the na, 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 na. It was a blast. Oh, that was a blast. I was, yeah. And you know what Hey Jude is about? John Lennon's son. It's about John Lennon's son, Julian. It was actually about the divorce from his first wife. Yes. And 
Originally, the song was going to be Hey Jules, but Paul McCartney didn't like the way it sounded, so he turned it to Hey Jude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but sorry we're not giving you like a big-ass Beatles show here, folks. We just, there's so much to say, but yet so little to say. Yeah, we, we, we definitely went more in depth on our Beatles Rolling Stones discussion show. Check that out, too. Yeah, so when we talk about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, our sh- our, the, if you want more detail, go watch that. Yeah, go listen to that and watch that. Go yeah. watch that one. Like, that's going to go into more detail. But, you know, I've seen Paul. I've seen I've Ringo. seen Ringo. In I haven't seen I have not seen Ringo yet. I have to. I have to. Like, aren't you going to go see him, though? I, I, I've been looking. I've been eyeballing it. I, I might get a ticket for that day. I mean, it's a Friday night, too. I'm not sure. He's coming to Connecticut, so. Where where we went to go see the Beach Boys or yeah same venue yeah um yeah so oh yeah because I saw an advertisement when I went so anyway yeah um I mean need we say more about the the best band of all time yeah okay so yeah we're kind of breezing through the Beatles only to kind of breeze through their counterparts. You know what I mean by their counterparts through the next like three, three or four, but yeah, yeah. Are we talking about the Rolling Stones? Yeah, because again, if you want to listen to more detail, go listen to our Beatles versus Rolling Stones. Yeah, our Beatles versus Rolling Stones discussion. Discussion. We're not like. We're not like totally just saying, yeah, these guys, they are important. We just, we got so much to say about them, but yet just, it's just so little, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing the Cliff Notes version of all these groups tonight. Because we do have some other things we want to get to. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the Rolling Stones, they are sort of like the anti-Beatles, once you think about it. The, I, I, I feel like they're the bad boys of rock and roll completely. But you want to know something? They said there was always a rivalry between between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. There which really wasn't. Not, which is not true at all, yeah. Because their their first top ten hit was I Want to Be Your Man, which was written by... John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Yeah, and remember Paul McCartney said, oh, that thing that we hated each other? That was all fake news. Exactly. It was all fake news. Like... I think it was. I think it was some healthy competition, right? I mean, it, it's easier to say like the, the the groups hate each other, but really, Paul McCartney and Mick Jagger and Keith Richard are friends. Like Paul's yeah. friends with Mick, Mick and Keith, so and Paul and Keith talk about music a lot too. Whenever they hang out, yeah, they're good friends. Um, yeah, but um, the Rolling Stones were like are like the. They are the bad boys of rock and roll. Okay, I do mean, you think it's easier to give me your favorite Rolling Stone songs? Ben Beatle songs. It might be easier to give me my give you my favorite Rolling Stone song, yeah. Let's hear it. All right, my my top three. And no, but the, these songs are my favorite top 25 of all time. So whenever I go to the Rolling Stones, I go to these three songs. I go to I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Has to be in the conversation. One of the best songs of all time. Satisfaction. Did any of us get any satisfaction? Well, some of us do. Yes, I know what that song is about, people. Yes, exactly. 
It's um, about sex. <laughs> hey, we got to be honest with our with our lovely viewers. It's true. Um, all right. I can't get into satisfaction in the, conversation, in the conversation of best songs of all time. No, hands down. Uh, wild Horses. Truthfully, I love Wild Horses. I don't know what it is. I just I love Wild Horses so much that one they couldn't song, drag you away. Nope, they could not drag me away. It's so good. And believe it or not, you can't always get what you want. You know what? Because that's a message we all need in life. Just like the Rolling Stones once said, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you get what you need. You know what? I think that that song was like the official anthem of 2020. Or or life in general. You can't always get what you want. Exactly. It's true. It's a great, great song. And the, I love the chorus in the end, the, towards the end of the song. Where like, it's like the opera. It's so good. It was the Beatles' reaction to Hey Jude. Yeah, literally. It was their response to Hey Jude. I've never heard of it like that, but that's actually, I didn't know that. That's actually pretty cool. Because Hey Jude came out like around the same time. Yeah, because they both came out in 69. Yeah, that's right. So, but yeah. 68, I think. What's that? 68. When, when, when did Let It Bleed come out? I'm trying to think. Yeah, but um, whatever. But yeah. Okay, my favorites. By the Give me I, love, I love Give Me Shelter. Great one. Sympathy for the Devil's pretty cool. Oh, so good. So um, you, I gotta put satisfaction on there. Of course, that is like a mortal sin to not put that on the list. Of course. And my number one, Ruby Tuesday. Oh, great one. Ruby Tuesday is just a great song in general. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Who had the name on you? But I'm um, still I'm gonna miss, miss you. you. Anyway, um. Yeah, yeah. Our, look for our cover album coming this fall. It would be a lovely gift for your friends this holiday season. No, th- that is like the worst gift ever. Don't give it to them. Um, we're going to do the Rolling Stones cover cover band, too. Yeah, we're starting a Rolling Stones cover band. We're going to call it You Can't Always Get What You Want, but if you try sometimes. I'm just kidding. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> that could be fun. It would be fun. You know who we should get involved in this? Dr. Matt Hemsley. Dr. Matt Hemsley. You know why? Because he always needs to be involved in our weird schemes. Exactly. (laughs) Because he's our friend. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Um, But the Rolling Stones, one of the best bands of all time. Talk about longevity. Talk about, like, you know. You know what? This brings up a question that I want to ask you. What's up? And you know what? And this was a question that I discussed with our good friend, Allie, um, about the Beach Boys. And this could probably carry over to the Rolling Stones. Do you think maybe the Stones just didn't know when to quit. I'm not saying no. Like, I think, like, when, with the Beatles, when they ended it, they just said, thank you, hope we pass the audition. Right. I think the Rolling... You, you talk about longevity. I think the Rolling Stones are definitely up there as, like, one of the all-time greats because they've lasted so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. Like they're they're in that conversation with some of the best artists of all time, best musicians, best this or that. Oh, one hundred percent agree. I'm not going to debate you on that. 
It's, it's true because because they've been doing it since 1962. This is their 60th year doing this. So, yeah. So, 60 years as a band. But you know what? Because that could make a stronger argument versus the Beatles than say the Beatles versus the Beach Boys. Um, yeah, because. The Stones have mainly stayed together. Like maybe they had a few people leave here and there, but the Stones have had a couple of members leave on their own terms. But that's another conversation for another time. But you know, like with the Beach Boys, you had the whole things that were going on with Brian Wilson and all, and Mike Love, yeah. and they had their issues. Um, yeah. Like the Stone. Like the Stones, like I think you can make the argument that they that I don't think you can say they didn't know when to quit because they're still selling out stadiums and arenas everywhere they go. They're still selling out arenas, so they're more popular than ever. So they're not. Yeah, but you know what? It's like, what's better? Like, keep on going or just take what success you got and know when to hold up, know when to fold up. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why I always say with the Beatles versus Stones with what did it better. Mm-hmm. I want to... But anyway, um, yeah, the Stones... Yeah, There's another British Invasion band we got to talk about, and we saw them in concert together. Who are they, Bill? Hmm, gee, who are they? Who you are know, they, Bill? I don't know who you're talking hmm, about. Well, they weren't in my generation, were they? Uh, they definitely were not in my generation. I guess we won't get fooled again, you know? Ah, we won't get... Oh, but that was 70s, right? It's 71. It's all right. Or I can see for miles. And don't cry. Don't raise raise your eye. We can join together. Yeah, we saw these guys in concert. The Who. They were awesome. Oh, they were absolutely amazing. I'm kind of sad they didn't do my generation. Yeah, I was surprised at that. I felt like they did more of their 70s stuff than their 60s stuff. I, I would think so. They played a lot of Tommy. Well, Tommy was 1969. You know, since I was a young boy, I played that silver ball from Soho down to Brighton. I must have played them all. Yeah, this is our relationship here, folks. We quote song lyrics to each other. Um, It's really crazy, but yes. That death dumbing blind kid. Sure plays. Sure plays a mean pinball. Bum, 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 bum. He's the statue. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway. They I were really when they would destroy their guitars and stuff. Remember? Oh yeah, long time ago, Pete Townsend would smash his instruments like crazy. You want you want to talk about longevity too? I mean, even though even though uh, what's his face Keith Moon and uh, John Nutt was no longer in the band because they're dead. God rest their souls. Yes, I mean, Roger and Pete still do an amazing job. Incredible. Oh, amazing. An amazing journey. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That's not, that's not until the 80s. Um, You're right. Sorry. We'll talk about that in the 80s, we promise. Yeah, we'll talk about something like that. 
but anyway, yeah, the Who. All right, what's your favorite Who song? Oh God, I don't even know. Uh... You want me to go first? Make your life easier. You go first. I got to think about this. My generation. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna go five. Um, <coughs> you better, you better, you bet. Okay. Um, like I said, um, my generation, Bob O'Reilly, and won't get fooled again. I know that was seventies, but it's all right. It's it's, it's part of them. I'm yeah. gonna say, I'm gonna say my generation, in no particular order. My generation, Bob O'Reilly, won't get fooled again. Behind blue eyes. And uh, one more, one more, one more, one more. Uh, Pinball Wizard. You want to know something? Roger Daltrey at 78 still sounds amazing. He really does. He really does, Bill. He really does sound amazing. Like to this day, he's still he can still hit that note during Won't Get Fooled Again, which is crazy. It really, no, he was amazing. That whole show was amazing. Yeah, they were. And then they just knocked out of the park completely. They were so good. No, there's two other. Do you have anything more to say on the Who? Um, But the Who also. I was going to say the Who are just, they they are just, I I would say they are some of the best. Some of the best, one one of the best bands of all time. And they came out of the 60s and they were just some of the best out there as far as touring as far as energy on stage and also as far as just electrifying audiences just by records they're just that good so okay um i got another one what do you got Um, you know there's two other british invasion bands we got to talk to about okay the kinks because i know you said you wanted to talk about them i did they are, they are. We'll talk about them really quick. What's your next one? Okay, this one I think is very underrated. Okay. Herman's Hermits. Okay, we'll get to them in a sec. Okay, well, what are we talking about now? Kinks or Herman's Hermits? Kinks first, Herman's Hermits, and then I have one more before we close up for the night. Yeah, well, well there's some other things I'll breeze through when we get there. Um, yeah, definitely. But, okay. um, but the Kinks, you want to talk about you want to talk about early, early, early heavy metal. You want to talk about power chords. The Kinks are the way to go. You really got me all day and all the night. It was some most aggressive guitar playing out there. Just I love they. They apparently are reforming too. I found out. I had no idea that they're reforming to become a band like back together again after like a twenty year hiatus. So they come back together, which is nice. So yeah, I. I'm not a huge Kings fan, but my favorite Kings songs I would say are You Really Got Me is one. Yeah. I think my favorite Kings song is Well Respected Man. That's a great song. He gets up in the morning and something, something, something. Yeah, it's so easy. Like their songs are so easy to play too. It's ridiculous. He's a well-respected man among town, doing things so conservatively, and his father goes to meetings. <laughs> it's the, they, they made their songs so easy, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That is a... Yeah, that is a great... That is just a... Yeah, that is a really good band, The Kinks. 
Like I would say for British yeah, invasion, they're kind of underrated once you think about it. Sort of, yeah. Because compared to the Beatles and the Stones and the Who. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, so oh boy, we got I got so, so much Herman stuff Herman. I want to talk about, but it's a little time. I know. It's all right. Okay, you know what? We're Herman's... just gonna hit through these next because I'm sure JT wants to wrap this up like relatively soon. So and in the next like 20 minutes or so, that's all I want to say. <laughs> okay, well, because post British after I got some other things I want to touch on and then we'll call it. Um sure. Herman's hermits. I think they're really underrated. I agree. Like you, you can talk about them. Like I like the song um, "Mrs. Brown, You Got a Lovely Daughter" is a really nice one. Mm-hmm. No milk today, but you know what? This song, this next song, I always hear. It always puts me in a good mood when I listen to it. Which one is that? I'm into something good. Still so good. Like so. Is it something good? I would say so. Now I will. Now, like when you hear that, woke up this morning feeling fine. There's something special on my mind. Absolutely. Just, when you listen to that song, when you wake up, it just puts you in a good mood. I agree, one hundred percent, dude. It's just that song that just puts you in a good mood and makes you smile. And like, because um, it's so good, so good, so good. <laughs> oh God. But uh, anyway, um, funny story. I'll make it fairly fast. Um, when I was in college and when I first met this girl, I literally walked back to my dorm room. And I feel so bad for my roommate that I did this. I was literally walking back in my dorm room singing, I'm into something good. Oh, man. I, I remember I'm sitting there going, I'm sitting there walking and go, woke up this morning feeling fine. There's something special on my mind. And then, and the part that just really made me, it's that part, I walked her home and she held my hand. I knew it couldn't be just one night stand. It's just such a fun, happy song. It just really really is. It's just such a happy song. It really is. And Uh, we only danced, JT, we only danced for a minute or two. But then she stuck close to you the whole night through? Could I be more in love? She's everything that you've been dreaming of. <laughs> I walked her home and she held my hand. I knew it couldn't be just a one night stand. So I asked to see you next week and she told me I could. <laughs> it's, it's such a happy song. It's just such a good song. It just always puts you in a good mood. And by the way, Peter Noon follows us on Instagram. No, really? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Peter Noon. Of you are, you're busting my chops here, aren't you? No, I'll send you the picture. Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits follows us on Instagram. Peter Noon from Herman Hermits follows the Superview show on Instagram, which everyone else should as well. You know what? I'm, I, I, I have a couple things to say to Mr. Noon. One, love your music. Two, thank you for following us. Three, please come on. <laughs> if we got Peter Noon on, I'd flip out. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> please, that, thank you. So, and I just want to say, Mr. Noon, your band, Herman's Hermits, 
in the British invasion, I think is extremely underrated. Nice. I think they are very, I think I, I agree or disagree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. And I'll make this fast now. Cause I know we probably want to end this soon. Well, we go from the happy sixties to the intense sixties. The oh, boy, real sixties. The doors. I thought you were going to say something else. I got one more after you, actually. Oh, really? What is it? Uh, I want to get to that. You, you, you talk about the doors, and I'll talk about mine, then we'll be good. Okay. This is when a time when we start in the transition in the 60s. When in from 1960 to 1964, 1965, it was more, like I said earlier, it was basically 50s 2.0. Yep. It was basically the 50s 2.0. But then you had the second half of the 60s. You had the second half of the 60s, folks. The intense second half. Oh, yeah. Featuring things such as the Kennedy assassinations. Both of them. JFK in 1963. Bobby in 1968. Martin Luther King in 1968. You had the Vietnam War was in full swing. And you had the protest movements that were going on. Um, the Doors, they kind of perfected that. And this may be a weird observation. You know how, okay, they're from California too. You know how the Beach Boys was, was like that happy, you know, California sound. Yeah. The, Don't worry, baby. Well, yep. the Doors was the aggressive was the more aggressive, hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name, was the, it was basically, you know, with Light My Fire and Ray and, you know, Jim Morrison, everybody knows the story. They got banned from the Ed Sullivan show. Yep. Because they originally, because, the line in the song, you know, girl, we couldn't get much higher. They said, hey, uh, can we change? Why don't you change you, girl? We couldn't get much better. Right. <laughs> but that wasn't uncommon. Like a few months beforehand, the Stones were on Ed Sullivan. They were playing the song, let's spend the night together. Yeah. And they said to change it to let's spend some time together. Yeah. Um. But, um. But at first they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. And then, and then they actually did do. They actually did go through the line. Girl, we couldn't get much higher. And then, and then when, and then when they stepped off, producer said, "Yeah, you'll never play here again." Goes, "Well, we already played here." From what I heard, I'll be honest with you, Jim Morrison sounded like a total douche. Yeah. I don't know uh, if you agree or disagree with me, but he sounded like a total douche. I tend to agree. Oh, you know who he used to date? Who? He actually at one point dated Linda McCartney. For real? Yeah, before she date before he before she dated Paul, she actually dated Jim Morrison very briefly. I had no idea. Uh, well, let's just say she made the right decision. Um, what has this been? Random facts with Bill. Random facts with Bill. 
know. If you guess that song, JT, what do they win? They win your respect. And isn't that the greatest prize of all? My respect. It's the best gift ever. So anyway, girl, we couldn't get my. So anyway, the doors. I feel like this was more the aggressive of the 1960s. And then you had other artists like Jimi Hendrix, which I think were really that intense. Yeah. Sort of that more psychedelic acid rock. The people in the 60s went from, they went from to acid. Yeah, it was crazy time. Kids don't do drugs. Don't ever do them, kids. Don't do pot unless it's for medicinal purposes only. Um, yeah, this has been a PSA from Bill. Yeah, but no, it went from, yeah, but that was like the 60s itself. Like I said, first half of the 60s was 50s 2.0, and then it just went to crazy stuff. And remember, JT, from Woodstock, don't take the brown acid. Exactly. <laughs> You've heard that before. Don't take the br- there's brown acid going around. Don't take it. I have. I have. Yeah, but what you took the brown acid? Dude. What? You took the what? I'm you took the brown acid? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix, they were part of the infamous you know what club. The twenty seven club? Yeah, they both died at twenty seven. That's crazy. And you know who else died at twenty seven in the six from the sixties? Janice Joplin. Yep. It's true. <clears throat> so this is when we went from, you know, don't worry, baby, to just absolute mass chaos, acid rock, psychedelic rock. Yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of psychedelic, have you ever listened to the song Indigata de Vida? By the Doors? No, by uh, Madame Butterfly or Iron Butterfly. I have not, no. All 17 minutes of it. Oh, God. I can In the God of the Vita, baby. Don't you know that I love you? Yeah. No, that is like intense. Intense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so anyway. Um. Okay, you said you had another group to get to? I have one more group for us to get to, and then we're going to close it up on this note. Uh, the last one I thought you want, do you want to talk about Psychedelic Rock towards the late 60s, but Cream? Oh. You want to talk about Psychedelic Rock, Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, and Jack Bruce? Aren't you going to see Eric Clapton? I'm seeing Eric Clapton later this year, ladies and gentlemen, on September 18th. I'm excited. I'm a big, I'm a big, I, I really, I love Cream. I'm a big Clapton guy as well. This band is, this band, Eric Clapton in general, I just love his guitar playing so much. The dude's like, the dude is a legend. I mean, he's been in the news lately for other things, but he is, he's definitely a legend in my books. So, but Cream is one of those bands that just, is incredible. It really is. If you haven't heard White Room by Cream, get on it. If you've not heard Sunshine of Your Love by Cream, 
get on it. If you've not heard I um, I Feel Free by Cream, get, get on, on it. it. Get on it. Done. 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 Sorry. That's um, the 90s. Wrong one. But Cream, guys, Cream is one of the best bands of the 60s. They were the three of these guys together. They were one of the first super groups of rock and roll. If you really think about it, Bill, I don't know if you knew that, but they're one of the first ever bands of like the, of, of certain members coming together to form one big band. They were one of the first super groups. So I actually have all of their albums on vinyl and I listen to them and I'm like, damn, these guys can play. Oh, they Woo! really can. That's crazy. I love Cream. And Eric Clapton is a solo artist too. He's done a lot of great stuff too. And I'm a big fan of his work as well. So yeah, but Cream. Greatest guitarist of all time. One of oh, them. I- one of them for sure. He he played the solo on while my guitar gently weeps. Yes, he did because he was okay. good buddies with George Harrison. Yes, he was, and they share um, the same wife, so they do share the same wife. Um, but long story short, guys, Cream is a great band. If you've not heard them or listened to them, check them out on Spotify. Tap on any one of their songs. I feel free, sunshine of your love, white room. Um, even you can echo <coughs> crossroads. So, such great guitar playing by Clapton. They were one of the first super groups bands out there. Can't recommend them enough. So, Bill, yes. my friend, we talked hey. about a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah, but hey, really good to show that we're back. Uh, yes, talk about being on, back on the same page, ladies and gentlemen, being back here once again on. The super review show. Um, I I I I'm so glad we started doing this one tonight because next week it's gonna be the 70s, and we're really excited to do that one. Oh too. no, does that mean we gotta talk about disco? We might have to talk about some disco, not all of it, but some of it. <laughs> I think I'm coming down with something I will be over the next week. <laughs> um no, 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 but but next week this week was the 60s, next week is the 70s. Tune in next week. For our part two discussion of music of the music through the decades, part two um, of our discussion about musical stuff through the decades. And then the following week, we're going to do the 80s. That's going to be fun, too. And that's that one I'm looking forward to the most. I'm looking forward to the 80s as well. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. And if you like what you've seen here and heard here, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on podcast form. We do this all the time. And I want to thank you all for watching and listening. However you enjoyed us tonight, you guys are outstanding individuals. We love you all so much. I want to thank my good man, Bill Murphy, for doing this with me tonight. Bill is the man, seriously. Always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. And don't forget to check out the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. And do guess it's coming next week. Football. Don't forget to check out Thursday Night Gridiron which is usually Thursdays at seven, but we might be starting earlier next week. I don't know. I got to listen. I got to listen to the powers that be. <laughs> um, I got to listen to the powers that be, see what, because we might start earlier. And also don't forget to check out our Sunday sideline report, which is on Sundays at 10. Both of them are here on YouTube. I'll let you know the official start folks for Thursday night. Grand Iron. just, again, I got to talk to the powers that be. No um, worries at all, bud. No worries at all. And I, I keep saying this. They do such a great job over there. Seriously, listen to them. Yeah. So busy season starts next week for me, folks. Ooh, but don't worry. I will still be here for you on Wednesday nights. I promise. Yeah. And so, and you can uh, follow us simply on, on Instagram, 
Twitter and like us on Facebook at Simply at the Superview Show. Our YouTube logo is our regular logo. Check us out there. And uh, thank you so much for watching and listening. So for all of us here at the Superview Show, we will see you guys next week for part two, the 70s. So stay safe and take care.